Surprise. Oh. Have you ever, uh, well, I don't know exactly how, how to say it. Have you ever been victimized by a surprise party for a, a birthday or an anniversary or something? You know, and you think you're going to something and all of a sudden you walk in the middle of the room and you are the surprise. You are the center of attention. It happened to me a number of years ago. I still remember it fondly. There's a surprise party going on right now and you are invited so the surprise is to look on life with the eyes of faith, to see exactly what you see now, but you see it in a different way. I'm going to share with you a short poem. A child whispered, God, speak to me. And a meadowlark sang, the child did not hear, so the child yelled, God, speak to me, and the thunder rolled across the sky, but the child did not listen. The child looked around and said, God, let me see you, and that night a star shone brightly, but the child did not notice. And the child shouted, God, show me a miracle. And a new life was born that night, but the child did not know. So the child cried out in despair, touch me, God, let me know that you are here. Whereupon God reached down and touched the child, but the child brushed the butterfly away and walked away unknowingly. Again and again in the Gospel of St. John, people misunderstand Jesus. They understand his words in the normal human way, but Jesus wants to raise people's thinking and understanding to a new, higher way of looking at life. His words Oh, they surprise people because he is asking them to see him in a new way, a divine way, rather than just in a human way. Jesus once said, destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. Those who were listening misunderstood and thought he was talking of the temple in Jerusalem. They said it took 40 years, 46 years to be exact, to build the temple. But Jesus wasn't talking about the temple. He was talking about his own body. When Jesus rose from the dead, his disciples remembered and they believed. One night Jesus said to a man who came to inquire, whose name was Nicodemus, no one can see the kingdom of God without being born from above. Nicodemus misunderstood and asked, 
How can anyone who is already old enter again into his mother's womb and be born again? Now Jesus had to further clarify, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and the Spirit. What is born of human nature is human. What is born of the Spirit is spirit. We read this gospel just a week or so ago. Jesus asked the woman by the well in Samaria, he asked her for a drink. When she complained because he was a Jewish person, he answered, if you only knew what God is offering and who it is that is saying to you, give me something to drink, you would have been the one to ask and he would have given you living water. She misunderstood and thought Jesus would offer her, you know, a garden hose. You're as old as I am, you drank out of a garden hose. That may be one of the reasons why I am who I am. Just saying. She, she thought he was talking of a garden hose. She thought of the water. Well, they didn't have it in that day, but, uh, well, they did in Rome. I doubt that they had it in Samaria. One running from a faucet so that she would not have to come to the well every day to fetch water for the family. So Jesus clarified further, whoever drinks of this well water, well, they'll be thirsty again. But no one who drinks the water that I shall give will ever be thirsty again. The water that I shall give will become a spring of water within, within you, welling up to eternal life. Oh, and then in the sixth chapter of John, Jesus said, whoever eats this bread will live forever. And the bread that I will give is my flesh for the life of the world. But those who were listening quarreled among themselves, saying, how can this man give us his flesh to eat? And Jesus reiterated, amen, amen, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you do not have life within you. Whoever eats this flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life and I will raise him up on the last day. For my flesh is true food and my blood is true drink. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me and I in him. Well, guess what? That was just way too much for some of those who had been following him. 
Some of them were would-be disciples. They just walked away from him at that point. That's just, whoa, I can't handle that. And they returned to their former lives. And you know, there are great big churches in this city whose pastors have told their people, you know, those Catholics are crazy. They, 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 they think they receive the body and blood of Christ at that thing they call the Mass. But, but we know better. People have been walking away from Jesus because they couldn't handle those words for over 2,000 years. We here, on the other hand, believe it because he said it. So we see that many times in the Gospel of St. John, people understand Jesus' words in the human way, but Jesus wants to raise people's thinking and understanding to a new and higher way of looking at life. His words surprise people because he is asking them to see him in a new way, a divine way, rather than the human way. And so we come to today's gospel where Jesus said to Martha, your brother will rise. And Martha professed her faith in the resurrection on the last day. This was the common faith of the Pharisees in the Jewish community. She says, I know he will rise in the resurrection on the last day. But Jesus wants her to have a new understanding of resurrection. So he says, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, even if he dies, will live. And everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? Jesus wants Martha to know that it is through Jesus himself that Lazarus will rise again. I am the resurrection and the life. Jesus is the resurrection. Jesus also wants Martha and us to know that for anyone who believes in him, death has only the appearance of death. Because we live after death. Whoever believes in me, even if he dies, will live. In fact, if we believe in Jesus, we will not die in the sense that the life we live in Christ now, well, it will continue after death. Everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. When we live as Jesus calls us to, there is a continuation from this life to the next. When we live as disciples of Jesus, it is as if 
we almost do not notice passing from this life unto the next because spiritually we will never die. Parenthetically, I was with a gentleman oh, within the last six weeks at the time of his death. He was 90-some years old. He had followed Jesus ever since somebody took him to a Catholic church wrapped in a blanket. And he'd spent a good portion of his life as, as a Jesuit. And then he had a whole other life after he left the Jesuit community. But he never left Jesus. And I was there the moment of his death. For him, it was as if it was just a, a little speed bump on the road to capital L-I-F-E. It wasn't a pothole over here on Wilcrest or Kirkwood. We all know those. Those are true potholes. It's not like the pothole out here on the sidewalk by the bus stop that's been there for four or five years that might, might just get filled and resurfaced before Easter. Please, Jesus. No. For him, and I was there at the time of his death, it was just a little speed bump from this life into eternal life. So the resurrection is not just something in the future. You know, waiting for that last day. Jesus offers capital L-I-F-E now. The new life in the resurrection is for now. To prove his words to Martha, Jesus raised Lazarus. For your sake, don't miss out on the offer of Jesus' life to you now. Don't waste life. Live life in Jesus, through Jesus, with Jesus. Live the life of Jesus now so that when that time comes, when you pass from this world into eternity it will only be a gentle speed bump. So you ask, how can we live this life of Jesus now? Jesus offers his life every time you and I come to Mass. The true body and blood of Christ. Every time we receive the sacraments. Every time we pray. Every time we read sacred scripture. The sacraments are the special ways we meet Jesus. In the sacraments, we touch Jesus, and Jesus comes to us. Jesus gave us the sacraments to lift us up to everlasting life. Now, some will say, well, Father, I can encounter Jesus on a golf course. Good for you. 
But Jesus promised nine o'clock on Sunday morning at St. Cyril's. He didn't promise an encounter on the golf course. You see the difference? You can encounter Jesus all sorts of ways. God is not limited to the sacraments, but God has promised us through his sacraments. Jesus gave us the sacraments of the Catholic Church to lift us up to everlasting life. So you see, there really is a surprise party going on right now, and you are invited. The surprise is to look on life with the eyes of faith, to see exactly what you see now, but unlike that little girl, but to see it in a different way. To do this, allow Jesus to raise you up to new life. Trust him as you've never trusted before. The resurrection is not just something in the future, you know, in the book of Revelation, you know, at the end of the book. No, 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 no. Jesus offers new life now. And the new life in the resurrection is for this moment and for eternity. Amen.